0: there and thanks for listening to the adulting is easy podcast where we make adulting easier by making money easier this is your host lauren and today i'm joined by bryce garcia bryce didn't know a thing about real estate until the pandemic hit when his sales pipeline dried up because of the lockdowns he realized he needed more income sources he took action and moved to austin to buy his first house hack he then bought a beach house and is looking for a third short-term rental Bryce has been writing about his experience on Twitter and started a newsletter about running short-term rentals with a full-time job. Thanks for joining me, Bryce.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. And now let's pay some bills and thank our Touch Stay sponsor. Are you looking for operational gains and brand build? Meet the easy-to-use platform that transforms your docs, PDFs, and emails into branded information that guests read and engage with time and again. TouchStay is the simple business of helping hectic hosts and managers kill the time burn with simple technology, helping you to reinforce your brand through communication, skyrocket the guest experience, and create raving, loyal fans. The digital guest welcome books are rich with features, including guest email collection, first impressions, feedback capture, plus free email and SMS guest memos. In addition to providing a single place of information and inspiration to get your guests excited for their stay, appreciative of your offering and as happy as Larry to tell everyone about it, which is what they say in the UK. Guests love Touchday digital guidebooks as much as hosts, even mentioning them in their reviews. I want to look good every time someone has a question. Look up touchday.com and start the 14-day free trial today. So our goal is to make adulting easier for listeners, as it always is, by discussing a personal finance topic, since managing money is a big part of adulting. So today, Bryce, we're going to talk about short-term rentals, which you could probably tell from the bio and from our sponsor. So during COVID, your pipeline dried up. I am also in sales, so I can relate to this. I mean, ouch, that, I mean, incredible. I mean, bad for everybody, really bad for salespeople who rely on sales at all for their income. So, but- of all income sources, why turn to real estate at that time?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Because growing up, I thought real estate was just like buying it—you know, putting down twenty percent on a house and living there for thirty years, and then, hoping to move. And if you got lucky and could move, you can move. Uh, so I had no idea what it was like. Um, I also assumed most people who invested were just agents. Um, so like, I literally did not know a thing, and. Uh, one of my friends told me he was considering looking at a rental property. And I'm like, I don't even know like where you would start to learn about that. And he said, bigger pockets. So then I just listened to bigger pockets. And then it's like, the second you hear like, a couple of episodes, you're just hooked. And then listen to like every single thing like on 2X speed. <laughs> you're listening to the podcast at the gym, on the car ride home, like trying to like do other things while listening to the podcast. And then... Um, you're just hooked. so I just I've been to bigger pockets bug like a lot of people have done so far.
0: Awesome yeah that that makes a lot of sense. I think we've all gone down that route. bigger pockets is a great resource especially for new investors. Okay, so that answers the why real estate question. but within real estate, you'll see this if you look like if you skim down a bigger pockets list of podcasts, you've got tax liens. Wholesaling, short term rentals, long term rentals, syndications, multifamily, single family. Why short term rentals then?
1: Well, so short term rentals was the easiest thing I could wrap my head around. I stayed at Airbnbs and I didn't want to, like, when I think about multifamily and syndications, like, that, just like so over my head that the easiest thing was going to be short term rentals. But then um, actually, the first thing I thought about. Was house hacking because that was like buy a place to live in it, rent it, you're good. And then as I was researching house hacking, I got come came across Jordan Moorhead. Uh, He has this podcast called Austin Real Estate Investing, which is great marketing. It's just super niche, like you know exactly (laughs) (laughs) like is this the podcast for me or not? Uh, So I listened to that, and then I connected with him and Lucas Piper down here in Austin. And then Lucas Piper talked about Airbnb. what he was doing and then it like clicked i was like airbnb house hack that's that's like the easiest way to get started well I shouldn't say that. house is the easiest way to get started Airbnb the house ha- the house hack isn't the easiest but it's pretty easy when you have a support system i uh, can go stay at other places or you're traveling so it's i'm actually writing a post about that now i'm trying to like think about how i want to deliver it because i know it's not for everybody but like if you have, if you move if you're not at home all the time if you're traveling or if you have a parent who lives right down the street like that's such an easy way to make more money than you would with a traditional house hack where the people who are renting in the other room or renting in the other side of the duplex they're paying long-term rents versus the short-term rents you can get
0: okay so you bought a single family and the house hack part was you rent it out and then you left
1: yeah, it was actually even a condo. So it's even more weird. Like, No one thinks about a condo house hack, short-term rental, but it somehow worked. Uh, so the story behind that is I stayed in my Airbnb. I stayed a street over and I paid $850 for a few... I think it was five nights, maybe a little less. And I was looking at it and it was two bedroom, but only one bedroom is occupied this actual bed the other one was an office so i was just thinking like i know i can make more money than this person and if i can make double that i would be super happy even if i only made 850 a month but that's still great they are still paying a small portion for to live uh, so when the condo came on the market right down the street or right over the street over and i had talked about this airbnb house hack with some people before i just knew it, it was to have an easy decision
0: so what is the minimum i don't know i have this idea in my head that minimums are 30 days in austin is that not true
1: it's if you <laughs> so that's part of the thing is if you if it's your own house it's your homestead you're allowed to do short-term rentals now i mean a lot of people are grandfathered in and i know a ton of people are doing it illegally right but you now if so if you're listening to this and you want to do the same thing you have to legally live Place or have that your homestead in order for you to short term rent it below 30 days. And then 30 days above anyone can
0: right, can right. Rent
1: an investment property. I
0: think I think days. Nashville did something similar. Okay yeah so I do a similar thing. I have nine mm-hmm. short-term rentals and when one books, I move. And I was telling you before we recorded that I accidentally booked them all. At the same time, <laughs> even though I have mutual blocking set up in oneres I think I unblocked them, assuming like we would just go to like the apartment building instead of the normal two mm-hmm. that we rotate between. And so we're homeless. Right. And my dad. So I stayed when we stayed with my dad the weekend of Super Bowl, because it was my sister's birthday, whatever. And then we stayed at my mother-in-law's place in South Florida. Cause she, her place, even though it's like her Airbnb, it was open. I was like, okay, perfect. So we'll stay mm-hmm. there. My dad did not let me forget it the whole entire time. He's like, they're making money right now, right now they're making money and they're sleeping here. <laughs> and what was worse because my sister came from home from school. She has a queen bed. So we kicked her out of her bed and she slept in my brother's old bed. So we kicked her out to stay there, My dad didn't let me forget it. So it's interesting that like your parents are like, oh yeah, come on over or your friends yeah. or whoever are like, come on over
1: and yeah, knowing funny. you're
0: making money on them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you're staying over at a friend's house, you should at least buy dinner or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We bought lunch and my, my dad yeah. shut up a little bit after that. But um, <laughs> I was like, I messed up. I made a mistake. This wasn't on purpose. I didn't want to come back here. I mean, I'd come back Yeah, there. I didn't I mean, want to sleep I, there.
1: It is, like, I was moving back and forth a lot. So it is, you do have to, that's the kind of sweat equity I was fine putting in because I travel a lot anyways and I have a girlfriend so I stayed at her place and I have friends in Austin. So it was easy um, some people like jt who you had on the podcast he wants to get in the house and renovate it and fix it all that's a oh, nightmare yeah. to me so it just it, you're just kind of kicking your own kind of sweat equity there
0: he's a special person to do what he yeah. i mean he was talking about it he does his you know his full-time job all day and then two or three hours mm-hmm. every single day works on the place next door in their duplex, yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. I don't know what number that is off the top of my head, but it's you know called you know basically value add house hacking or something like that. So mm-hmm. you guys can definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about this as sweat equity doing what we do, but it it is that way. We do require six night minimums at our main house. To move and then we try to come here to this place because our house is rented right now, try to come okay. to this place because this one's on the water, and we bring the boat, and then you know, so we try to like make it a thing Florida like, life right there, but it is inconvenient, like the cooler that we have where we have because we pack up the whole fridge right it's just it's insane and it but you know. Um, I think it's something, I think it's interest. It's an interesting idea and more people should think about doing it. You know, you do have to, at least for me, think about locks. You know, we have locks on furniture, mm-hmm. we have locks on cabinets and things like that, but the logistics are a little bit difficult, but I think financially it's worth it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not for everybody, but if you're, you have a good relationship with your parents and you're 24 and they're street over like, or, you know, 20 minutes away. It's a great move.
0: Why did you have to move to do that? I mean, you wanted to move because you wanted to yeah. house hack, but what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm.
1: A couple of things, a couple of factors. Uh, one was I just always wanted to move out of the Northeast to somewhere where it's warm. I'm a big warm weather guy, but I've suffered through so many New England, uh, Massachusetts winters. I was done with it. and it all happened because of the pandemic when everyone's working remotely and then they, you don't have to go into the office. Then they say you can move anywhere. And then I'm like, well, I want to get out of the Northeast. And my favorite city I'd ever visited was Austin. And that's where, that's when I was learning about real estate. So I knew I was doing the research on the Austin market and it was like the perfect market. So it was the absolute perfect time. Um, So I I made that happen. And my plan was moving to Austin. Uh, i it's actually kind of funny. My Jordan, who I met, mentioned is my agent and he helped me find a place to live, to rent. And then end up being uh, this guy, Diego Corzo, who's also on, who's on bigger pockets. He has his own mastermind. He's a real estate investor. He's one of the top agents in Austin. That's a, uh, he has created one of the top teams of real estate agents in Austin. And he has like 61 doors. Now he's a multimillionaire Has his own mastermind. He's an, he's going to be like a, absolute legend and he's just the nicest guy ever and so he's taught me a ton and i was just so lucky to wind up in his in his home and then i got to be friends with him um so it was it was just kind of like learning about real estate learning about where the market's going in austin having been there it's warm i can i can go wherever it was the perfect time to do it and uh yeah i just You know, I took action and I just ended up getting super lucky because of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to be in the right place to get lucky sometimes. Yeah. Put yourself in the right place. So you still have the condo. Then you got this beach rental. Is the beach rental 30-day minimum or do you have some sort of – can you do it shorter there too?
1: Myrtle Beach is very friendly with short-term rentals. So that's a good thing about the market is they have the rules in place. They have all the taxes set up. Business applications, uh, there's some zoning. And we actually got pretty lucky with our zoning because there's all the condos on the beach. And then we're like a block behind the beach in a residential area. And this uh, across the street is not zoned for short-term rentals, but our side of the street is. Um, so we ended up getting pretty lucky there. But they're they're a lot more friendly to beach rentals or short-term rentals than Austin is.
0: So now you had to build another team in another location. Cleaners, yes. hand, how was that?
1: It's so easy. Um, we've definitely had our bumps and bruises, but it came. My, I again, I had an amazing agent in Myrtle Beach, and she went out of her way to help me with everything she could, and she connected us with a cleaner. And honestly, the cleaner it sounded like it was kind of expensive at first, and. I think I'm paying more for clean than most people, but I can trust her with the property at all times. And I didn't know that at first. We just gave it a try, and she comes to our house all the time when there's an issue. She sends people, she has a network of people. So we've gotten to meet the handyman, and he knows people who can help us with things. And then our neighbor just happens to be a really nice guy and will like call me if there's ever an issue. He's called yeah. me several times. So I just, again, I got pretty lucky. It was the first try. And It's like try this cleaner and it worked. But I mean, if it didn't work, there's a thousand other cleaners in Myrtle beach. There's a whole network right. of people you can tap into. So um, you just have to find the right person. And once you find the right person, stick with them.
0: I totally agree that having the right cleaner, obviously it's the biggest thing, but having a cleaner that already does short-term rentals is yes. I think the most important. It's yeah. totally a different thing because you have to look at this differently. You have to walk in. You've got to think about it from an owner's perspective. You got to think about it from a cleaner's perspective. You got to think about it from a guest perspective. You have to keep eyes on things like inventory. Is anything broken? Is anything here that wasn't here last time? Is anything missing that was here last time? You know, it's just it's a total you have to be the the right kind of person. And it's not somebody that you're going to have a lot of a lot of times, at least in my case, you're not going to have a month's notice that you have to clean a place and it's not going to be the same every single time. And it having that right person but also them having to be able to like think differently and have all these different hats. And yours, obviously, in Myrtle Beach, has some sort of property management hat as well, for sure. Yeah,
1: she has that. And my one uh, in Austin, her husband, she, her, and her husband have been running Airbnbs too before that. And both my agents put in, me in contact with both my cleaners. Both of them have done this a thousand times, and really, they really taught me a lot. Um so it's not like you know i'm this airbnb expert coming and telling them what to do they're right. they're helping me design like i can't design anything anything any decor like came from them or came from my other agent so it's I have none of those skills, so it's a lot of uh trusting their expertise all of
0: in real estate investing it's really important to know what your strengths are, and so I think a lot of people. They don't want to pay people to do things or they think it's good for me to learn more. So I think some people try to do this thing where they, you know, someone was telling me they like read a book about design, right? And they're, you know, so they're going to try to learn to design something. And so I like that you're like, no, that's not, that's not my thing. I'm not good at it. I need to punt that one to somebody else.
1: I don't think I've hung up like any piece of artwork in my bedroom since college. And that was a Patriots flag.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, was it a poster or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you still a Patriots fan, by the way, or are you uh, becoming uh, a Texas sports a... fan?
1: No, I will never ever. I'm a diehard Boston sports fan. Even though you guys got Tom from us for, you got that one win. It was good to see him stick it to us uh, because I still love him. But it's been pretty miserable being a Patriots yeah. fan. Not miserable. I shouldn't say that. I can't complain. It's just been, I would say, meh. The past few years without no one feels bad for me. So
0: no, they don't. Yeah. We should get somebody on from Alabama to talk about how hard they had it because they weren't in the freaking playoffs last year. Um, anyways. So how are you doing all of this, Bryce, with this full-time job? How how are you doing that?
1: Yeah. So I mean, you you know better than I do, but from my perspective, being in sales, it's you have Really busy times where the only thing you can do is work. So it's super important to set up these systems in place. Um, so number one is the team, obviously. Uh, if you don't have someone you can rely on, especially being out of state, you're in trouble. So having them is the most important thing. Then I would say the software is really crucial. Um, price Labs, when I first started, I was trying to manually price every single week. And that's yeah. so First of all, you have no idea. You're just guessing. And then you're not using any data. You're just eyeballing it. And then it's really time-consuming. So Price Labs is huge. And then I use Hospitable for my messaging. You know, there's a lot of other ones out there. But having any type of messaging where you, you're you essentially writing the message once, you take most of the time to set up all the messaging. And, of course, you're going to tweak it as you grow and as you learn and things come up. But you're doing nine, 99% of the effort upfront um and i found that too with even just the whole process of buying and running a short-term rental it's 90 up front in like the first i guess month or so or testing it out but once you're kind of in the zone like things will definitely come up uh which is inevitable but as long as you've done you've done most of the work and it's already systematized and makes the rest a lot easier um uh, and then I guess when things come up, it's you just have to have bright people who can help you as soon as possible. Um, so I think those are the two big things. And then I found that also time blocking, like when am I actually going to work on Airbnb or uh, my short-term rental? Because, you know, there are times where I've kind of forgot about it and I'm like, oh, things are going great. And all of a sudden you look, and there's some openings and you haven't been really working your calendar like you should have been. And then there are times, I don't think you can, you're not going to spend too much time on it where you just get sick of it. But there have been times where I'm like behind and then you got to like spend yeah. a couple hours getting yeah. it to So it's much easier to do certain time blocks. Like I do it every morning or I check every evening or I do it every Wednesday and every Saturday. Just having some type of consistency to when you're tracking it uh, is really important. I've noticed.
0: That's good advice. I do Monday mornings is when I do my uh, my kind of paperwork type stuff. And looking at Price Labs too, you can have a bunch of rules in Price Labs. You set your minimum price, you set your base price, you can set a max price, which I haven't done. Um, But you also need to be, like you said, looking at there at it and tweaking things and trying to fill different gaps and things like that too. So that's really huge. Being pro as proactive as possible in the short term rental business is hugely important. So something that I do, for example, at lunchtime every day, I check the calendar and I check where there's turns, same day turns. And I just double check with the cleaners. Have they sent me anything that they're done yet or that they're there? And then I make sure that that guest has their welcome information, even though it's automated. Sometimes people slip through the cracks if they booked the day before or something. So those are the kind of things that I do. And then that makes those emergency things almost not happen.
1: Yeah, it's really about limiting those emergency things that like you said. Do you think you would ever use a uh, virtual assistant to help with
0: this? I would like to. I, if I was going to keep my career going in perpetuity, I would probably have already done that. What I worry about with virtual assistants, and maybe this is misplaced or scarcity thinking instead of abundance thinking. I don't know how good I would be at training that person. Because from what I understand, having read four hour work week and talking to people with virtual assistants, you really need to know, go through, all right, in this scenario, this is what you do. In this scenario, this is what you do. In this scenario, this is what you do. Because as soon as they are thrown a curveball that you've trained them on, then boom, you're back in it. And then you could go through all that and then the person could leave. So I just don't, I don't, I, I don't know if I would be very good at onboarding yeah. virtual assistant.
1: That's what I've been. I think it's it's probably a lot harder than people make it out to be. But one, as I've been thinking about it, and I heard someone talk about this, it almost makes more sense to hire like an executive assistant when you're at that, at that point and pay them more. Just yeah. expect more out of them and hire a higher quality person than trying to do someone who's $6 an hour or something small like that.
0: Yeah. I know someone who has an assistant and they're full-time and they love their job and they're great. And I think they got really lucky with her. So I guess that could happen, right? That's what I say. Maybe I'm doing this scarcity mindset thing, Maybe I should have this abundance mindset and not have these what if negative thoughts. What if I did it and it went really well and it totally revolutionized my life? If we expand much more, we have 14 doors now. We just closed on another duplex. So oh, wow. Yeah. So that's nine short-term rentals, a primary and two, three, four long-term rentals. Does that math up? It's all new to me now. So yeah, with that, it's gonna be uh we're gonna stop moving around. I hope. And stay stay put at one place and it's a little smaller and, and all of this. But anyways, if we expanded much more, I think I would have to do something. And a couple of people approached me also about managing their units, which I thought, okay, could I under what circumstances could I do that?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I know Bill Faith talks about that a lot.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. So we heard in your bio that you're looking for a third short-term rental. What are you going to do that locally? Are you going to do a third market? Are you going to expand into the ones you're already in? How does that look for you?
1: Yeah, that's the big question. I think the leader in the clubhouse would be another house hack in Austin simply because it's almost, e- I feel like that might be the easiest and quickest to get the ball rolling again since it's been a little bit, uh, been almost a year now since the last one. So that's definitely possibility and then i'm talking to some people about different markets to see what what's up because i feel like where i where i am now my beach house has gotten a lot more saturated and i've seen Mm -hmm. just the prices are a lot higher than they were a year ago and it's really hard to make any of the numbers work so i'm kind of less focused on that as i am on another house hack or if there's some other area that I learn about that. I get excited about.
0: I love house hacking. I've Your we've made some offers on the this. other day. I know. Well, we've made some offers on some single family homes in the last year and we ended up buying another duplex. Like, I, I don't, I just, I, I don't know if it's, if it's like a sickness at this point or what it is. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't Rendition. help it. I can't buy a place that doesn't also make me money. <laughs> really
1: bad. Once you start, I mean, why
0: stop? Yeah, Exactly. Uh, my family thinks I'm strange, but whatever. So what are what are the long-term goals then? You want to leave your job to take on real estate? What Do you want 10 of these? Is three it? What, what's next for you after that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I should probably have a better answer for it, but I wouldn't say it's to, it's really just to increase the passive income portfolio in general to somewhere where I could, I know I could live my current lifestyle and Not have to worry about any additional income, so that's the like the short term, a long short goal, (laughs) medium term goal, a longer term goal would definitely be uh, using some type. I think you just I feel like the you want active income, and real estate like investing in real estate is more about the passive or more passive side, and then the active income would be. Um, How you're like the business behind it. So, if you know the short term rent, if you get to you know short term rentals, buy a couple more of those, and all of a sudden you can start marketing, uh, you know, running some marketing campaigns to drive traffic to them. You can start getting bigger properties. You can start, um, I guess, like you can write a book about it. You can write a course, make a course about it. You can do all these different things. So, that's kind of the interest. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't say it's like I want to get twenty thousand in passive income, quit my job, and go to a beach somewhere. That's not really the goal. So it's still like I mean, still learning about it as I keep going. So I'm sure some opportunities will come up, but that's kind of like my general direction of where I want to go.
0: Goals, I think, should be moving targets to some extent, especially when you're young. Right, you're in your 20s still, so. I just turned thirty. Oh, Are you thirty? Oh, yeah, I'm I just sorry, turned. Sorry, sorry to rub it. I feel you. like I am twenty-two. Okay, well, you look not, you look younger than thirty. I hope that's is Appreciate that still it. a compliment. I'll take um, it. Is my husband just turned thirty, and he's real broken up about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It is like you are like looking at the college kids, and you are like, I am more I am closer to the parents than I am to the college kids. That's a weird feeling.
0: It is mind boggling. So, I get this question all the time about how do you do this with your full-time job? What advice do you have for people that want to dabble in this, but are worried about the time management and the balance?
1: It's definitely going to be time. And, but it's like, you're not anything different than anything else. Like if you were going to go pick up jujitsu, you're going to have to spend an hour, two hours a day or six hours a week, even three or four hours a week doing it. And the, your learning curve is going to be huge when you first start. So you're going to need to spend more time and it's going to be like drinking water out of a fire hose or whatever they say. So it's, you're just picking something to spend additional time on. It's not really like anything magical. Like it's not like it's rocket science that you can't figure out. Um, There's a lot of, if you think about it, anyone who's like listening to bigger pockets, listening to this podcast, reading books about real estate, there are a lot of dumber people than them who have succeeded. So it's not rocket science. You can do it. It's just about your time management and what you want to actually spend your time doing. So if you, if the idea of hosting short-term rentals sounds terrible to you, but you'd much rather get your hands dirty and flip, that's the area you want to start diving into and start learning about and actually taking action on, and surrounding yourself with people who do that. So I'd follow everybody who flips on Instagram and Twitter. I would connecting people on groups, talk about that. And that's what I would spend my time doing. I wouldn't like, that sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. I do not want to do any of that. I'd much rather rather listen to podcasts about short-term rentals and watch those Instagram videos. So that's just me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes some really good sense. And jumping in is hard. Taking that first leap is hard. You're so right that it gets, Easier and it gets easier quicker than Mm -hmm. I initially thought it would. Yeah.
1: Like I was actually thinking about this uh, today, like a few hours ago. So bizarre to think I'm doing a podcast about real estate investing. And you think about three years ago at this point, I was just discovering it and just learning about it. My mind was completely blown. So it doesn't feel like three years. It feels like it's been like two minutes, but.
0: Yeah. You, I go, know. you grow fast. I got my first short term rental and I launched it in 2021. So really wow. Yeah. Oh, I had real estate before that, but yeah, it, mind right. mind boggling. But how yeah. much can happen so quickly? And now I've got, you know, 14 doors. And somebody was asking me, Hey, do you want me to put you in touch with this other podcast to join? I said, Yeah, like I think you might have too many doors for them. I was like, What? Like I'm too advanced. That's mind Weird, weird. Uh yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, I always think if you know more than 80% of people about something, you probably can teach some people some things. And mm-hmm. hopefully people are people are getting that out of this podcast. Hopefully. Is there anything else you want to add Bryce before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I would just say like one thing I barely touched on at, kind of at the end, and I also brought up with Diego, is just who you're hanging out with. And if your interests are aligned to real if they're not aligned to real estate or not aligned to whatever you want to do, I would find those people as soon as possible and start making friends with them and learning from them. Um, because when I moved to Austin, like all my friends are, most of them are into real estate and own businesses and are a lot a good amount of them are a lot wealthier than I am. And it just so mind blowing being in that situation. than when I was right out of college, And all we talk about is drinking and going out in sports. So it's just a huge difference of like what's possible when you're around those people and you can advance a lot faster.
0: Absolutely. I have an episode, actually it was episode number 163. So I talked about this with Money with Katie in episode 163. And we talked about if you're the average of your five friends, you should be the average you should hang out with a group that likes real estate and is financially well and things like that but it's okay to have people who are maybe more empathetic than you and nicer and like sports right how you can have these different circles if you're interested in personal finance and you don't have a personal finance circle or a real estate investing circle i totally agree you need to get one
1: yeah absolutely and those other friends are important too like sometimes i want to talk about the patriots with the same group of people i don't want to talk about real estate
0: yep Definitely. So why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you, Bryce?
1: Uh, just go on Twitter is where I'm most active at Bryce W. Garcia. And then Instagram is right Bry- at Bryce cold 12. That's cold, like ice cold, C-O-L-D, Bryce cold 12. Uh, but Twitter is really the best spot.
0: All right. I'll have that in the show notes. And if you guys like this episode, I looked up the one with JT. It's episode 153 about value-add house hacking. Or you may like that one too, episode 163 with Money with Katie. That was up just a few weeks ago. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Adulting is Easy. Started a YouTube channel as well. Also at Adulting is Easy on Instagram at Adulting is Easy Real. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully Bryce and I have made Adulting a little easier for you. Hey, everybody. It's Lauren again. Thank you so much for your support of the show over the last four years. I'm launching a new way for you to support the show, and that's via donations via cash app. I will put the link in the show notes from now on. If you donate $20, I'll shout you out on the show. If you donate $50, I'll shout you out and send you a t-shirt. If you can't afford to donate right now, that's okay. You can also support the show by telling someone about it, Tell them verbally, tell them via email, or share on social media if you're getting value. I really appreciate you guys. And please don't forget to email me with feedback or ideas at realadultingiseasy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks again.